This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by Malcolm Peace. Malcolm's the founder of Testera Growth Partners, does a ton of investing in businesses, mid, small size, maybe some larger ones as well. Malcolm will tell us more. Malcolm, can you take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you founded Testera Growth Partners? Yeah, thanks so much, Scott. I appreciate you having me on. I um you know, candidly, anybody that goes into this space that goes out on their own um, probably had some whimsical or uh, journey that went when happened. Um, you know, for me, I came out of grad school wanting to position myself working with uh, lower middle market type businesses. I had done some work for some larger PE funds, um, but really, I, I really liked the smaller space. I thought I could add tangible value. Um, each time I rolled up my sleeves, there's a lot of aspects to it that I really liked. Um, not micro PE necessarily, but um, you know, small small businesses where we felt like we could have some runway and do some things with. So um, candidly, I uh, I planned on coming out and and buying a business or being a part of a small firm. And every time I tried to do that, um, someone would poach me to do something else. And so the can just kept being kicked. And so um, after kicking it for a number of years, um, I, I, you know, in that time, got an opportunity to see kind of some tech companies that we were acquiring and, and doing some kind of larger PE fund type stuff. Um, then I got to be a part of a partnership. We were doing hospitality and food and beverage businesses with some real estate aspects to them. And eventually, you know, I think with everybody, 2020 came around and I said, hang on a second, I've been sourcing deals, I've been raising capital, and I've been um, ultimately running these businesses that we acquire why don't I just do this out on my own? And so, you know, through that time, realizing you, you have to have some sort of thesis. And in, in and amongst all the work I was doing prior to launching, I interacted with a lot of blue collar folks. And there was a lot of conversations, but I had two that stood out in particular, and I'll share one. I was interacting with an owner. He had launched in the last mm, maybe 12 to 15 years a roll-off dumpster and porta potty company and um, had grown it pretty significantly um, throughout Texas. And basically just asked him with all the gumption I could, you know, right there in front of him as I was talking to him about other topics, hey, what would it look like for me to buy your business? Because I really like it. Hearing you talk about it, I really like the structure. I like how you run things. You've got a good team. What would that look like? And he said, uh, it's so funny. My son or my uh, partner's son um, actually is going to be taking over the business in the next year. And so that's when it occurred to me that there is a gap in this opportunity for a young guy like myself still to come in and buy these small businesses and run them and keep the legacy going. Fascinating. And tell us sort of how it's gone. Have you invested in a number of businesses when you see small, but not micro, mid-size, but not micro? What size are you talking about? you know, specific areas of businesses or types of businesses that you're most interested in? Yeah, we buy blue collar industrial type businesses exclusively in Texas that have been around longer than 10 years doing three to $12 million in revenue. Um, in that, they need to have 15% kind of net margins is, you know, something we feel comfortable with all the things that go into it. Um, and we've bought two companies since. Um, and we're continuing to expand and look, hopefully we'll close another one this year. We're getting close on something. And so, um, you know, we're constantly active in the market and trying to find things. Um, and, you know, we've had, we went through a period of time as 
many in the industry know that there were some lofty expectations during those years, 2020 to 2023. And so we've gone through and, and ups and downs with that. And now I'm talking to owners that we initially talked to in 2020 and they've come around and said, you know, I think I'm finally ready. So um, I always say, you know, this is a long game. I'm going to be doing this for the next 20 to 30 years, if not more. And if that's the case, um, I can play the long game with the owners that we interact with. And my hope is that we close one to two businesses a year and bring in great investment partners along with operators that we um, either have in the business already or we bring in. Um, and so, yeah, the long game is really the the end goal right here. Fantastic. And are you mostly operating more as an independent sponsor right now where, you, you know, you, you go after a deal, find your investment partners, find your leadership, or are you raising a fund too? How does that look and how do you think about those things? Yeah, great question. We have no exit strategy. And I know that sounds crazy to say. Um, we are a long-term holding company that's focused on buying blue-collar industrial type businesses exclusively in Texas. It, 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 thank you. And, and talk about what are you most focused on and excited about currently? When you look at the current landscape, what's most exciting to you currently? There is a plethora. I think Texas is now the 10th largest economy in the world. There is a plethora of businesses that need sophistication brought to them through technological introductions. A lot of the businesses that we look at run off of maybe one to two softwares. Um, they have no um, you know, CRM system that implements their sales process, which then implements into their, uh, their accounting. So we bring in ERP type systems through low code, no code software integrations. Um, and then there's just low hanging fruit with that because most of these business owners that I spend time with one, they, they don't have a niece, nephew, son, or daughter that they can um, transition this business to. So they're looking for somebody, you know, I think to fill that dream of theirs. And then simultaneously, they would always tell you that they wish they had more sales and they could create a better stability sales wise. And um, there isn't a strategy behind that. If you were to, uh, the, the, the thing that I always tell people is how many emails have you ever gotten there where it says, let me send you this list of the following, you know, X, Y, and Z potential customers. And most business owners in our size don't know what to do with that. Um, and so we have a very clear strategy of what does it look like for us to implement the following software in the first hundred days and then ramp up sales from there. And then simultaneously, how does that all feed into running a cleaner, simpler back office so we can just drive our process to uh, really serve the customers well. Thank you. And take a moment, Don, what advice would you give to other founders or entrepreneurs? What advice did you give to emerging founders, emerging entrepreneurs? I would say get really comfortable with saying no on deals. You can get distracted very easily. Um, and I don't think, you know, have a big enough pool to be able to tap into, um, but get very clear on what that thesis is. Um, it It's painful to interact with folks that are very disjointed in their thesis and have a lot of just, I'll just use my past experience kind of statements. Um, each business is unique. Each industry is relatively unique. Um, and unless you have like ample, ample, ample experience in that industry, um, it's going to be a challenge to play your same playbook each time. So you've got to be able to have, this is my thesis and this is how um, I'm going to be able to pivot. But at the end of the game, this is like my core function of how we think we can grow this business. That concept of a core thesis, a core conviction, a core code of what you're trying to do, how important is that? Oh, I think it's extremely important. Um, I think that that's the fundamentals of your conviction and, um, you know, being willing to still pivot. You're still a small company, potentially our size.
And so things will happen. Um, I, I had that occur this year. We've been, we've owned a business for about a year. I had a thesis that we would go expand into certain markets. Um, come to find out that those markets, you know, expect a totally different pricing structure and we're having to adjust for that. But the fundamentals of what we do don't uh, allowed us to find that out. Let's put it that way. If we hadn't gone through that fundamental process of, you know, basically driving sales, monitoring, right? The follow-up, um, doing the right messaging cadences, right? Uh, quoting process, speeding up our process on quoting, all that kind of stuff that we do and implement. Um, we would have never found that out, I think, in the speed that we had. And we've been able to now make that adjustment for the last couple of months. And so um, I'm excited about that. And so um, I think that that core function of, you know, you know what you know, and you're going to go implement it regardless to go determine other answers that you need to find um, is really key for all these um, these kind of business uh, transactions. But but that point of sort of knowing what you know and moving forward and not being paralyzed by analysis is so important too, isn't it? Every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Every single day, unfortunately. Um, I, uh, I don't know where the friend got this from. And I know that that's a you know, common statement, but it's something that goes literally in my head every single day is, is this concept of cycle time. Um, you know, it's a, you know, term that gets used in many different, uh, facets, but the ability to be quick, um, and to be able to think strategically quickly and implement quickly is the name of the game. When I take a team who, um, has never used a cloud software before and never, um, you know, never had their files that were not just localized, never had um, the ability to, you know, work on things in tandem with one another, you, you name it. There is all these things that you come across in the space that we're in. Um, and to implement all of that and say, we're going to hire four more people uh, as contractors over the next two days and have them up and running with SOPs and standard deals and all these Loom videos and all this kind of stuff. It, it usually like shocks them. Like it, I'm like, we, we're going, we are going to be sprinting in a direction until we find out that the direction is totally wrong. Um, and it, it can be very jarring. And so you have to do it with a lot of like uh, compassion to the fact that people have never experienced this before, but also true conviction of we're heading somewhere and trust me, it's going to, it's going to work out long-term and that's just part of it. And I think that, uh, you know, any entrepreneur that's able to um, have a clear vision, people get pretty excited once they see those pieces come together and they usually are your biggest cheerleaders. Thank you very much. And and then Malcolm, could you tell us where people can learn more about you and Testera Growth Partners? Yeah, you, uh, you can find us at Testera.com, spelled T-S-E-T-S-E-R-R-A. I'm all over you know LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Sitzera Growth Partners. You can Google us. I'm happy to chat with anybody like you were asking earlier. We're we're raising capital on a deal-by-deal -deal basis. Um, we do have a, a pretty strong bench of folks that we go to that have done deals with us in the past and that um, we obviously like to participate continuously. So we're always, we're finding that list, but we're always taking on new people who want to have a conversation. And and simultaneously, the other aspect that we do is we, we find good operators, people that want to run these businesses, that want to be in a, you know, potentially secondary first uh first position market in, in Texas and want to run these businesses um, alongside of us and participate in that way. Uh, we're always looking for great people for that. So feel free to reach out and I'm happy to chat with anybody about any of those topics. Thank you sir, very much. And thank you for joining us, Malcolm. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.